if you take, let's say Ambien, you don't really go into REM. Essentially what happens is, is that your brain kind of just shuts off. So you don't process out those experiences from the day before you never process them out. You wake up and your tank is still like 70% full. You have only 30% available to you to move throughout the day, to make decisions, to focus, to get things done. You get overloaded so quickly and so easily. And what's that going to do? It's going to impact your work. It's going to impact your success. It's going to impact how much money you make. It's going to impact your happiness. Hey ladies, welcome to the Calm Edge Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke. Does it feel like your brain is on overdrive? Maybe you're struggling with spiraling thoughts and feeling like you can't relax. Well, hey, I have a solution for you. I'm a certified hypnotherapist and I help women just like you every single day reprogram their minds to master overthinking and eliminate self-doubt so you can feel calm, confident, and elevated. Let's dive in. I know I made some bold statements in my last episode about not needing sleep aids to get to sleep at night. And I know it's a little controversial that I said that, but the reason I said it is because I want you to know if you're having a hard time sleeping, if you feel like you've always been a bad sleeper, you're not doomed to bad sleep for life. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I know because I used to be the worst sleeper in the world until I was like 33 years old. And now I sleep like a baby, but it was a process. It was a process of peeling away the layers. And I did it all. Like I, I used melatonin. I used to even pop Benadryl sometimes to sleep, which was by the way, the freaking worst because I would wake up the next morning feeling so groggy. Um, I used to listen to meditations. Sometimes I'd listen to music. It wasn't really until I actually started listening to hypnosis to fall asleep and working with a hypnotherapist that I actually was able to translate the skill into now I don't actually listen to a hypnosis to fall asleep at night, at least not regularly. I do occasionally, if I've had a particularly stimulating day, or if there's something stressful going on, if I need a little help, I totally put on my own sleep hypnosis. <laughs> I use my own voice to fall asleep at night. I'm, I'm actually kind of joking. I, I have a couple of other hypnotherapists that I listen to as well. So anyway, let me back it up here for a second, because there are a lot of things that go into sleep holistically, like sunlight or understanding different, how different lights impact your eyes. Like I do a lot of low lit and red light at night because I know that if I, if I have blue lights or really bright lights before I go to sleep, that's going to keep me more stimulated. So I have a lot of lifestyle factors that support my circadian rhythm now that I didn't have before. I'm not going to focus on those right away though, because I think what's most important is we focus on the transition from being alert. Like you get in bed, you're alert, you're awake, you're thinking. And then how do I get from that into a deep sleep? Because this is where people get tripped up they can't transition out of thinking stage. So there's different stages that we go through 
every single night we get in bed and we start at the thinking stage. Like your brain is actually thinking. And I think we all know how this stage goes, right? You're going over everything that happened that day. You're going over what I said to this one person two weeks ago, right? You're running it over in your mind. I can't believe I said that in this one meeting. I totally fucked that up. I cannot believe I said that, right? You're going over all these things in your head. You're thinking, what do I have to do tomorrow? What are we going to have for dinner tomorrow? Your brain is kind of on overdrive. So at some point, we're not consciously aware of this, but at some point, our brain transitions from the thinking stage into the fantasy stage. And what happens is we start thinking about things that are really relaxing to us, like, you know, lying on a hammock in Tulum, feeling the sun warm on your skin or floating in a cloud above the sky and the blue and just feeling yourself snuggling up with the clouds around you, right? These are, these are fantasizing about things that are relaxing. And what that does is it actually walks you into the hypnoidal stage, which is that alpha theta. And then eventually you go into a deep REM sleep. So the goal is to bypass the thinking stage as quickly as possible. And this is where hypnosis comes in. That's really powerful because hypnosis teaches your brain how to go from really active left brain, critical mind, thinking, thinking, thinking down into that jacuzzi for the brain. So it actually activates parasympathetic when we do countdowns and eye fascinations and, and certain techniques that are inductions that cause you to kind of go down into that hypnoidal stage, it's designed to take your brain by the hand and be like, let's go over here. Let's think about these things that are actually relaxing to you. And the next thing you know, the brain actually drifts off into that deep sleep, that dream like deep or that to that deep sleep. So this is a skill. And I'll tell you one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people make is I wouldn't call it a mistake. It's actually like a big block that a lot of people have is anticipatory anxieties. You're laying in bed and you're thinking about the fact that you have to sleep and you can't fall asleep. And you're like, am I asleep yet? Am I asleep yet? You're looking at the clock. This used to happen to me all the time in the middle of the night, I would wake up and I'd be like, I'm not sleeping. I'm in a really light sleep. Even though I actually was at some point sleeping because the night would pass. I wouldn't lay there for eight hours. I didn't realize it, but I was actually going into a sleep, but because of the anticipatory anxiety, I was staying in a really light sleep all night. So raise your hand. If you ever had that experience where it feels like you didn't really get any sleep because the whole night you're worrying about getting enough sleep and you're calculating the hours in your head, how much time you have left. Am I asleep now? I don't think I'm asleep. Right? <laughs> so this is the other piece that really gets people now when I get in bed. I might have nights where I wake up, but there's no anticipatory anxiety anymore. I don't stress out about the fact that I've woken up because I know that it's actually natural. Like when we're coming up out of a REM cycle, it's normal to have periods where you wake up or you go into a really light sleep in the middle of the night. So now I know that just by lying in bed and closing my eyes, I'm actually getting rest. This is a really interesting one. And I put this in my sleep hypnosis download. I actually ad address this Andrew Huberman. He is a professor at Stanford university. He talks about this in the Huberman lab podcast. When you practice forms of non-sleep deep breaths, like meditation, yoga, nidra, and hypnosis, he calls them NSDR non-sleep deep breast. 
you actually reset neuromodulators in the brain as if you've gotten a deep sleep. So just by closing your eyes and resting your eyes and doing a little meditation, the brain resets as if it's getting a deep sleep. So what I've done with this information is I then applied this to sleeping at night. If I wake up in the middle of the night and I know that I could actually get rest just by closing my eyes, I stop trying so hard to get the deep sleep. And I use a little mantra just by closing my eyes and resting. I'm getting the sleep that I need. That takes away the anticipatory anxiety. And then I use a sleep. Well, I used to use a sleep hypnosis to fall asleep at night, but I don't really need that anymore because now I've just trained my brain. I know that when I get in bed, there's various techniques that I use that I teach my clients for dumping out the thinking mind whether it's through visualization or even literally having a journal next to your bed. If there are things that are on your mind, you got to write them down, get them out of your brain. They can wait until tomorrow. If the mind is going to think, we might as well give it something to do that's productive. And what's going to be most productive is to fantasize about things that are relaxing for you. So that could be your safe place. That could be somewhere you love to lie on the beach. It could be imagining getting a facial. Oh, I like this one. I had a client bring that up recently in a session that getting facials were her safe space. And I love that. It's so true. Somebody massaging your face, it releases all the tension around the temples and the eyes. So what you're essentially doing there, when you start imagining or visualizing things that are relaxing to you, you're actually guiding your brain into the second stage of sleep, which is the fantasy stage. And without even realizing it, eventually you will be asleep in the beginning, doing this on your own. I'm not going to lie to you. It feels like really kind of hard, but that's why I have my sleep hypnosis download for you. Just listening to a sleep hypnosis will guide you into that state. And what it's doing is every single time you practice it, you're training the brain to hit the off switch. You're training the brain to transition from alert, awake thinking into that deep state of relaxation. The more you practice, the better you get. So it's just like your bicep curls you're doing at the gym. And that's, what's so powerful about this work. So for me, it was a process over time. I also put some other things in place, like early morning sunlight to help my circadian rhythm. I have a nightly ritual. I like to shower and rinse off the day before I get in bed. I absolutely do not keep my phone in my bedroom anymore. This is a new one for me. Just in the last year, I keep my phone in the, in a different room because I know that if my phone is next to me, that blue light it will pull me towards it. It's addictive, right? So now I know to keep my phone in a different room. I have a book, only gentle reading, no fantasy or crazy war stories. <laughs> it's always something I like to learn about my brain or something that's really calming and relaxing. So I keep a book next to my bed. And also bed is only for sleeping, but it's not a good place to watch TV. It's never a good place to do work. So if you have a TV in your bedroom, I know you're probably thinking I fell asleep to the TV at night, but first of all, the blue lights impacting your ability to fall asleep. But second of all, whatever it is that you're playing on that TV in the background, your subconscious mind is absorbing that information because as you fall asleep at night, you move into the hypnotic state, which is a state of high suggestibility. So whatever it is that you're playing in the background 
you're taking that into your subconscious. I want you to just be aware of that. Instead of TV, listen to a guided sleep hypnosis. If you need noise, you'll love hypnosis because it's just another type of noise, but it's actually going to guide you to fall asleep. So I challenge you to swap TV with something that's a little bit more beneficial to your brain. That's actually helping you build your own muscle to fall asleep at night, to not even need that noise anymore. Okay. Here's why this is important. I had no idea by the way, until I went through my 700 hour year long hypnotherapy training, that sleep was this important. I was the worst sleeper in the world. I would get in bed at like 9 PM trying to be all good. And I would be up until midnight, like tossing and turning up in the middle of the night. I couldn't fall asleep quickly. Now I fall asleep so fast. I love it. In fact, my aura ring this morning scored me at 95 and it called me a sleep champion. (laughs) So, um, yeah, don't mind if I just pat myself on the back for that. Here's why this is important. You will die of sleep deprivation before you will die of thirst and hunger. Is that amazing? Like, let that sink in. You will die of sleep deprivation before you'll die of hunger and thirst. That's how important it is. So I want you to think about if every single day, let's imagine you have this tank in your brain and it can take so many gallons of fuel. There's only so many message units that you can take in every single day that when you hit whatever that number, that magic number is for you, let's just say hundred, like a hundred percent, right? When you've surpassed 100 message units coming in that day, you will notice that you're not as you're not firing on all cylinders. It's harder to make decisions. You'll feel like you're overloaded. All right. If you've ever come home from the end of a really long day at work, and then your spouse is asking you a bunch of questions and you're like, I have no idea. Your brain feels like mush. That's because you've hit your capacity for that day. Now, when you go to sleep at night and you have REM sleep, your brain is taking all those message units, the emotions, the feelings, all of the perceptions, everything that you took in through your senses the day before, and it processes them through your dreams. So you have dreams and you have emotions that come up in those dreams. And what it's doing is, is it's venting out that tank. It's emptying out the tank so that tomorrow morning you can wake up with an empty tank so that you have the capacity to go to work, make important decisions, have focus and come home and even have some energy and focus left over for your partner or whatever it is that you want to do at the end of the day. If you take, let's say Ambien, you don't really go into REM. Essentially what happens is, is that your brain kind of just shuts off. So you don't process out those experiences from the day before you never process them out. So you wake up and your tank is still like 70% full. You have only 30% available to you to move throughout the day, to make decisions, to focus, to get things done. You get overloaded so quickly and so easily. And what's that going to do? It's going to impact your work. 
It's going to impact your success. It's going to impact how much money you make. It's going to impact your happiness. You're going to feel depleted. You're going to feel tired. You might feel depressed. I mean, think about this. I want you to do a quick Google search on this because whatever sleep aid you're using, chances are it's just shut off your brain and you don't actually get the refresh sleep that you need that allows you to have focus and energy in your day. So just think about how that's impacting you. Now, with that said, there's always, there's always this caveat that if you are on a medication that is prescribed by your doctor, I am not your doctor. So definitely go talk to your doctor about it, but it might be a great idea for you to at least just introduce some of these other modes. So it doesn't mean just stop what you're doing for me as well. It was a process. I didn't just one day stop taking melatonin or just one day stop cannabis by like, I didn't make a decision and then quit right away. It was actually something that happened gradually over time when I naturally started enjoying the way that I felt with natural sleep, supporting my circadian rhythm. You can actually learn more about your supporting your circadian rhythm in Andrew Huberman's podcast, Huberman lab. So I'm going to link to that one podcast. Cause I think it's fascinating. And it changed my life. Supporting my circadian rhythm with some of these things was one of the biggest things I did. Here's another thing that I did that also impacted my sleep. This is going to sound really, really weird, but I swear to God, it changed my life. I started practicing nose breathing, breathing through my nose. I got this practice after reading the book breath by James Nestor. He talks about a lot of things in that book about breathing, which is are amazing, but he talks about the importance of breathing through your nose. I was not a nose breather. I used to breathe through my mouth and it used to wake me up at night. I'd wake up thirsty. I'd wake up with dry mouth. I wouldn't get as good of night's sleep because I wasn't breathing through my filter. In the beginning, I had to do the thing where I taped my mouth shut and my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, was terrified. He would be like, are you sure? Can you breathe? <laughs> And I could, but I only had to do that for like a week. And I like, sometimes I would even take it off in the middle of the night. It was just enough to remind my brain to subconsciously keep my mouth shut. And this changed the way I slept. Now I, I don't really wake up in the middle of the night as much as I used to because of nose breathing. Also, there's a whole bunch of other research that shows like how good it is for your vitals, for your blood pressure, for your cholesterol, for all these things when you're breathing through your nose. So check out that book breath by James Nestor. If you don't believe me or just believe me and start breathing through your nose and watch your life change. If you're, I know you're already thinking it. Cause I was thinking this too. If you're like, but my nose is always stuffed up. I can't breathe through my nose. Nose breathing begets more nose breathing. So the more you do it, you actually open up nasal passageways and it starts to like change the structure of your face. This is, it's the coolest thing. I used to have like a really obstructed nasal pass passageway. And sometimes if I lie down and if I've had, for example, this is another thing I noticed with alcohol and sleep. If I have a drink, if I have wine, the histamines cause my nose to stuff up. So it immediately impacts my sleep because I can't breathe through my nose. But if I haven't had a drink and I just have like a little bit of like a closed up nasal passageway, I just lie there with my mouth shut and I breathe really gently. I kind of do like an ujjayi breath from yoga where I just breathe real gently and it starts to open up. And the next thing you know, I fall asleep and I'm breathing through my nose. So this too is a practice, but it will change your life. So I just gave you a whole bunch of gold nuggets kind of all over the map. 
But if you want to start today with something, just one small step, start by downloading my free sleep hypnosis below fall asleep with that tonight. I'm telling you guys it, it will melt your brain. It will melt your brain. I had someone just send me a message this past week who I've never even met before. And she was like, I've been using melatonin my whole life. I listened to your sleep hypnosis last night and I couldn't believe it. Fell asleep right away. So go try it. Learn how to calm an overactive brain and tap into your zone of genius. The Calm Edge one-on-one is a three-month personalized hypno-coaching experience that I designed to teach you how to rewire your thought patterns and reframe your emotional responses so you can fully leverage your strengths and unlock the influential leader within you. To learn more, click the link below and schedule a complimentary 30-minute consultation call and let's chat.